Hello, this is Luminous Star. Welcome to my channel, Luminous Star. For you guys and girls who are current subscribers, mwah, thank you so much for your subscription and thank you for motivating me to keep this channel active. All of you who are visiting Luminous Star for the first time, welcome to Luminous Star. And why don't you join the Star family by hitting that subscription button below. We would love to have you as part of the Star family. Today's video is about how sometimes we can trigger the custody personality or the narcissist and not even know it. That's what today's video is about. Please like and or share the video and don't forget to check out the description box below. Enjoy the video. For all of you who are joining me for the first time, welcome to the Luminous Star channel and why don't you join us by hitting that subscription button below. We would love to have you become a part of the Star family. For all of you who are current subscribers, mwah, thank you so much for being my stars. Thank you for your subscription and also thank you for motivating me and inspiring me to keep this channel Luminous Star active. If you are currently sharing your stories, Keep sharing your stories because you never know who you are inspiring to continue to thrive forward. Today's video is about triggered by the narcissist or the cluster B personality. Please check out the description box below for further details. Don't forget to like and share the video. First point, when one is triggered by anyone, any place or anything, he or she will often experience unpleasant emotions and unpleasant body sensations. It's often as though he or she is experiencing a particular traumatic event all over again, regardless of how much time has passed since the traumatic event took place. Next point. Due to how traumatic the event may have been to one who is triggered currently, he or she is best to take care of themselves first instead of becoming overly concerned about how anyone else is feeling at the moment of becoming triggered. Those who behave codependently may have a real challenge with placing their health and well-being first. Next point. Narcissists and those who have a cluster personality emotionally bully others and suggest that he or she sacrifice themselves. It is very often that narcissists and or the cluster personality plays the game of blame and guilt tripping in order to shame others into feeling sorry for him or her when in fact this is a tactic to keep this false self-image alive. Next point. Narcissists and those with a cluster personality are consistent in their search for source supply and a strong sense of control in his or her relationship with others, relationships with others. The tactics used in order to obtain source supply can be emotionally damaging and sometimes traumatic to others who are emotionally invested with the narcissist and occlusive personality. Pause. This particular point here, is, I think, is the highlightable point. When narcissists and cluster personalities are involved with others, well, the first thing to really, you know, remember is that the other individuals are source supply in order to keep the false self-image alive. So while this is happening, unfortunately, if this is a child we're talking about, the cluster personality and or the narcissist will groom that child to be a source supply possibly for life. That's very unfortunate. The other thing is trauma bonding can happen or layers of trauma can result. So when this happens, the narcissist or the cluster personality, they will 
absolutely emotionally bully other people in order to maintain that source supply. When cluster personalities and narcissists use people for source supply, it is usually a very traumatic experience, regardless if it's a child or an adult. These individuals who are or have been emotionally invested can become triggered by the narcissist and or cluster personality due to experiencing trauma bonding during the unhealthy relationship, especially if a process of healing has not occurred or is in or is in an early stage. <clears throat> so basically, pause, basically here, if a person has been involved, it doesn't have to be a romantic situation. It could be a, a family member. It could be a, a person that you thought was your friend. These individuals who are cluster B personality and a narcissist, they can trigger people because the person who had the relationship with the narcissist and cluster B personality, the result has been that they have been traumatized by the experience. And there's another thing called trauma bonding. So trauma bonding, which usually happens in romantic relationships or in a family relationship, whereas there's a cluster personality involved or a person who has a narcissistic personality. These individuals can trigger other individuals who have had the experience of trauma. So it can be many years later. It doesn't even matter if it's been a year, two years, five years Whatever, whenever a person who has been emotionally invested in a relationship with the narcissist and cousin personality, there is a chance that he or she can be triggered. It can be years later that they may see the person. They may see a picture of the person. The key words are trauma bonding. And this, again, happens the closer the relationship, then the more likelihood of trauma bonding. So this is something else to keep in mind, especially when we have gone no contact. This is often why when we see the person again or when we're around the person again, no matter how much time has passed, we may see somebody who actually looks like this person. And what happens? We're triggered. Okay, next point. If the narcissist and or cluster personality has a guilty complex so profound that he or she will make excuses for their dysfunctional behavior as opposed to taking responsibility for it, he or she can be triggered and possibly experience a psychological breakdown. Pause. Another highlightable point. Now, let's just go on the flip side of it. The narcissist and or cluster personality being triggered. Often this happens because he or she will go into making excuses for their dysfunctional behavior as opposed to taking responsibility for it. In other words, they permit their egos to take over. They become intoxicated by their own egos. So they're not going to take responsibility for how they treat someone else and what the result may have been. They're not going to take responsibility first for their dysfunctional behavior, and secondly, if the other individual had ended up traumatized for it. As far as like the narcissist and the cluster personality is concerned, it is not their fault. They have nothing to do with it, directly or indirectly. They don't even experience something called healthy guilt. They don't experience that. They have a guilty complex. Yes, they have a guilty complex. However, this is very different 
from a person who has a guilty conscience. The key word is conscious because a lot of them don't have a conscious. However, cluster B personality and narcissists, they can experience a guilty complex. So they're not necessarily weighed down by this. They can experience it to the point that it'd be so profound that he or she goes into denial and they make excuses for their dysfunctional behavior as opposed to taking responsibility for it. So he or she will make excuses first before they will acknowledge or take responsibility for their dysfunctional behavior. So they can absolutely suffer or experience a psychological breakdown because first they will be triggered if they are confronted by a person that they say have maybe traumatized in the past due to their dysfunctional behavior. So if they're confronted by the person, they can absolutely suffer or experience a psychological breakdown because they're being confronted by something that they know deep down inside that they are absolutely responsible for. But because they let their egos take over, they will make excuses before they take responsibility. Hope that makes sense. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Signs of being triggered. Strong sense of survival mode. Becoming defensive. Becoming very guarded. Flashbacks. Feelings of shame. Overwhelming guilt. Anxiety. Panic attacks. Acting out of anger destructively. Strong desire to disappear or become silent. So all of these are signs of being triggered. Let's move on. Causes for being triggered. Trauma. Trauma bonding. Denial of traumatic event. Flashbacks of trauma. Pardon me. Flashbacks of traumatic event. Person, place, or thing is a reminder of the traumatic event. The five senses. Let's move on. Tools. Tool number one. It is not your fault how the narcissist or the cluster personality continues to behave. You are not responsible for his or her emotional well-being. Second tool. There is nothing that you could have done to make the narcissist and or the cluster personality love you. Third tool, should you choose to forgive the narcissist and or cluster personality, contemplate forgiving yourself first. Last tool, consider where you are currently in your healing process before making any decisions to be around the narcissist and or cluster personality. Pause. The first tool, pretty self-explanatory. It's not your fault. You are not responsible for the narcissist or the cluster personality's emotional well-being. You're not even responsible for the choices that he or she makes. So it is not your fault. Don't stop kicking yourself because I know some of us do. <laughs> okay, when it comes to the cluster personality and narcissists, stop kicking yourself. Stop punishing yourself. Stop trying to figure out if you can. Take small steps if you must. Stop trying to figure out what you did wrong because you didn't. You didn't do anything wrong. Which leads me to the second tool. There is nothing you could have done to make this person love you or to actually make them view you in a different way. 
The cluster B personality and narcissists, they seek people for source supply. So really, everybody appears to the narcissist and a cluster B personality as source supply or potential source supply. You're not the only person. This is not to belittle your experience. All I'm saying here is the cluster B personality and the narcissist, they look at everybody like game pieces that can be maneuvered on a game board. He or she, the narcissist that is, the cluster B personality that is, they operate a certain way. They view the world a certain way. There's nothing you could have done. You ever wonder why, no matter how awesome you were to these people, they still weren't grateful or appreciative of you? Well, that's why. Because he or she is running off a particular program that has nothing to do with you. This is not to make excuses or to condone their behavior. Absolutely not. This is just to point out to you that no matter how awesome we are <laughs> at times to the cluster personality and narcissists, you ever wonder why they're never satisfied? Well, because they're never satisfied. They don't really even like themselves. They come off like they do, but they really don't. They're always seeking for source supply, or I can say they're consistently seeking source supply. So everybody is source supply or potential source supply. So please don't forget that. There's nothing you could have done, and it's not your fault the way the cluster B personality and the narcissist is. Third tool, should you choose to forgive the narcissist or the cluster B personality, contemplate forgiving yourself first. This really goes for those of us who, since adulthood, have chosen to become involved with the cluster B personality or narcissist, not just romantically. I'm speaking of business partnerships, friendships, you know, just someone who you thought was your friend, an associate. When you made the choice, now this is not to scold or judge, because we all make mistakes. Sometimes we do end up, you know, being with people that we know good and doggone well is up to no good. <laughs> you know, sometimes we do this. However, if you should choose to forgive the narcissism because of your personality, consider forgiving yourself first. Again, this is for those of us who since adulthood have made the choice of investing in an unhealthy relationship with these individuals. I'm not speaking of those of us since childhood. We were groomed by these individuals. That's another story. But those of us since adulthood, you're the ones I'm speaking to right now. So if you should choose to forgive or if you have forgiven, okay, great. However, if you're contemplating it right now, please don't leave yourself out of the equation. So many times, those of us who have been groomed since childhood to behave codependently, we put other people first, even when we are contemplating forgiving. So I want to challenge you, especially my stars, to contemplate forgiving yourself first. Try that one on for size. And this is also why very often, if we do forgive the cluster B personality or the narcissist first, yeah, why is it that, that that feel good doesn't last for long? Well, because we didn't contemplate forgiving ourselves first. We didn't consider where we were in our healing first. 
before we decided whether to forgive or not. Last tool, consider where you are currently in your healing process before making any decisions to be around the narcissist and or the cluster personality. This is often why a lot of us are triggered. When we talk about going to the family reunions and we know the relative is going to be there who's a cluster personality or a narcissist, well, do we ever consider where we are in our healing before we do that or we just pack up and we go? A lot of us who behave codependently, we pack up and go. We don't consider where we are in our healing. And we don't think about how we may be triggered when we come in the presence of that person. You ever wonder why you feel awful after you go over for the Christmas party? And after you come from the Thanksgiving dinner, why do you feel so awful? Well, because you were in the presence of a cluster B personality relative or a narcissistic personality relative. And they were the ones who may have caused you some sort of grief and you haven't worked through your healing to that point yet where you can be in a room with them and not be triggered. This is often also why if we have forgiven that person, we are still triggered. And it doesn't feel like it's settled. That's why, because we, we haven't considered where we were in our healing process before going over for the Christmas party or going over for dinner or going over to the narcissistic personality's house or the cluster personality's house, whether this is a family member or not, whether this is an ex, a spouse, a family member, whoever it may be, we're not considering where we are in our healing process prior to deciding whether or not to forgive and to spend time with the person. This is often why we continue to be triggered. Let's move on. References and resources. Please look for these in the description box below. And having said all that, I want to thank everybody for watching. I'm Luminous Star, and wherever you may be right now, I wish you the very best. Stay tuned for more videos. All right, question number one. Do you blame yourself for the emotional condition or state that cluster personality or narcissist is in? If you do, why? And if you do not blame yourself, why don't you? Question number two. How does the narcissist or cluster personality trigger you if they do at all? And if they do, what is the solution for that? Okay, question number three. What do you do currently that is constructive to make sure that you thrive forward? So what is it that you do right now for yourself to make sure that you continue to thrive forward?